Good evening. Hopping on really quickly to give you guys six signs that you've abandoned your health and it is now a liability. Six signs that you've abandoned your health and it's now a liability. And what I want to share with you today is real data. It's coming from real people. So it's not something that's speculative. It's not a theory. These are real things that I've heard from real clients. I've heard from clients who are enrolled in my program, who have historically enrolled in my program. They come from my alumni students. And these are things that happens <clears throat> when your health is ill, when you have ill health, and that compounds over, over time. So the first thing you need to understand about tonight's talk um, and the perspective that you need to be considering is that where you're stuck is not where you'll stay. Where you're stuck is not where you'll stay. And what that means is <clears throat> it may sound positive, <laughs> but unfortunately it's not. Where you're stuck is not where, you're st where you'll stay means that it gets worse, way worse. And so I want to talk tonight to the person who maybe has <clears throat> done just enough in their health to feel better because they're not where they're used to be, right? And so maybe they started the journey of getting healthy and they've you know, made some waves in that. They've made some progress in doing that. And now they've kind of stalled a little bit. You know, you know how your, your energy, your juice, your excitement fizzles out. And so you begin to fall off. You have started eating better. You have started exercising more, drinking water, tracking your food, being intentional, reading labels, right? Dining out, you know, eating less fast food, junk food, convenient foods. But then maybe you get a... You get some results, you lose some weight, your numbers go down, you start feeling better, you have more energy, you're sleeping better, and you start falling off, right? So that's the first person that I'm addressing tonight, that person who has actually done enough to get some results, but they haven't kept going. You haven't went all the way. The other person I'm talking to tonight is the person who's just like hoping it gets better, right, as time goes on. Maybe you have indications, your body or your mind has been telling you that things are not as they should be, right? Your body and your mind has been sending you signals of chronic inflammation, um, of, you know, aches and pains, of elevated levels of blood pressure, blood sugar, cholesterol, excess weight. So you know that you need to do something, but maybe it's not a priority right now. Okay, so maybe your health isn't a priority right now because you have other things you need to prioritize in this season of your life. Maybe it's your career, maybe it's your family, you know, maybe it's your money. You have other things you need to prioritize right now, and so your health isn't at the top of the list, and so it's not something that you're intentional about on a daily basis. The first thing I need you to understand is that where you're stuck is not where you'll stay. Where you're stuck is not where you'll stay. And what that means essentially is, is it, it gets worse. It gets way worse. And I'm going to break it down to you tonight about what worse looks like and potentially feels like. Meaning ill health is like debt. Okay. Ill health is like debt in that it compounds over time. Ill health comp compounds over time. So maybe you started packing on some pounds, 
you know, months ago or years ago, and you're just like, okay, I see the scale inching up. I know I need to do something about it. But again, I'm not necessarily in the season to get to dedicate the time, energy, money, attention to it that I need to. You know, maybe one of your recent doctor's appointments in the last six months to 12 months, you were told that you were pre-hypertensive, pre-diabetic. Maybe your kidneys, your nephrons, they're not operating. They're not firing like they should be. Maybe you have elevated levels of liver enzymes, right? So you're getting some indication that things are not as they should be. Maybe you haven't went to the doctor, but aches and pains, low energy, insomnia, constipation, headaches, starting to develop stomach issues. And these are things that you're trying to manage um, on a surface level, right? So you do like kind of a, a Band-Aid treatment plan, okay? Like I'm gonna do, I'm gonna run to the store, you know, take an over-the-counter drug, maybe an anti-inflammatory, you know, maybe an aspirin, maybe ibuprofen, you know, I'll do ginger ale for my stomach, I'll try fasting, I'll try and stay away from certain foods, right? But you kind of do like, you're doing like a Band-Aid treatment plan, right? Because you are not willing to put in the time, the work, the energy in this season to do what's required to feel optimal. I'm talking to you. Where you're stuck is not where you'll stay. It gets worse. Ill health compounds all the, over time. It doesn't start off extreme. It doesn't start off in a crisis. It starts off very small. Those low-grade bits of inflammation that you feel and that you experience expounds over and compounds over time. Just like debt. It's just like if you pay your mortgage late and you know they tap, tack on that late fee. You pay your phone bill late. They tack on that late fee, right? They don't just tack on that one late fee and then, you know, when you pay it, you get around to it and whatever. It's not just like that $25, $50, $100 late fee. It continues to compound. You continue to get taxed until you do what's required, which is what you do, what you, until you do what you agree to do, which is pay this debt in full. That's exactly how your body and your mind works. Like everything that goes wrong with you, even though you, it not, might not be a five alarm fire right now, if you don't begin to do what you're supposed to do, it's going to compound over time. It's going to compound. So I want to I want to give you guys some real like life examples, some real data, some things, some conversations, let you in into into some conversations I've had with real students, real people about how their ill health has compounded over time and how that's manifested into their health being a liability, more of a liability than an asset. OK, so here's what can happen. Let me pre predict the future for you. Allow me to be your fortune teller tonight. Allow me to predict for you. What could potentially happen if you decide to stay where you are and not take radical action if it's required? All right. So here's about six things that could happen um, or signs that your health is a liability and not an asset. The first is food addictions, your relationship with food. So let's say you have an addiction to salt, sugar, caffeine, fried foods, you know, junk foods, convenient foods. Everybody has their thing, right? Right. Everybody has their thing. And so let's say you have, you know, uh, an affinity towards that. Right. So what typically happens is when you're out of control is they be start to become less and less satisfying. You begin to get what's called diminishing returns, um, but you require more of it to feel satisfied. Right. So instead of stopping yourself in a track in your tracks and getting it under control, right, you just continue to eat more. So it's like a sign of addiction. It's a sign of um, a loss of self-control. So one sign, one way that this thing could get worse. Right. One sign that, you know, your health is you've abandoned it is that 
when you're battling addiction, right, or, or first of all, being able to identify and recognize that you do have an addiction, you do have a dependency on a substance, you can be addicted to food, you're not, we're not just addicted to drugs and nicotine, you know, alcohol, opioids, we are addicted by the definition to things like sugar and salt. And so what happens is if you don't get that under control, if you stay where you are, what you'll find over time and that is that like any other drug, you require more and more of it in order to feel satisfied. So, you know, you we've all seen these people where like they season a food, they add salt before they taste it. Right. We've all seen these people where they like literally just dump in sugar into the coffee, the tea, you know, the, the pasta, the, the people are hurt putting sugar in greens and everything now, but people are like sweetening things before they taste it. Like it has to be sweet. It has to be salty, right? We all know maybe those multiple coffee cups, cups of coffee a day drinkers, right? We're like, I have to have like one cup won't do anything for them. Now it takes three, four cups a day for them to feel the effects of the caffeine. That's literally the signs of an out of control addiction. You require more of the drug to feel satisfied because the more you consume, the more your body and your brain adapts to the drug and you're developing, you've developed a tolerance. We all know this, right? We develop a tolerance. So that's one sign that you've abandoned your health. You just do what's required to get some kind of high out of the food as opposed to stopping yourself in your tracks and saying, this is out of control. Why am I adding salt to my food before I even taste it? Why, why do I need four or five cups of coffee or, you know, three Pepsis a day, whatever your source of caffeine is in order, you know, to give you energy or in order to feel calm or relaxed or, you know, like yourself. You know, people say, hey, I'm not myself until I have my coffee. I'm not myself until I have my chocolate. Like, so that's one sign that, you know, you've abandoned your health and things are out of control. Okay. You require more of your drug to get any type of pleasure or satisfaction. Those normal dopamine hits ain't doing it no more, right? You need, you need 10, 12 more dopamine hits in order to feel satisfied. That's an out of control food addiction. All right. The second sign that you may be abandoning your health and your health is now a liability is if you've been prescribed a drug, like for a condition by the doctor, you're at a, you've reached a point in your relationship with this health challenge or this health condition where the medications have stopped being effective. And so when you go to the doctor, they either have to increase your dosage or they have to literally prescribe you another drug, you know, in that same category so that you're the, um, the way your body has adapted to the previous drug, you, you can reshock your body into submission. Right. So we know there's all different types of blood pressure drugs, blood pressure lowering drugs, for example, all types of statins, cholesterol lowering drugs. Right. All type of steroids, you know, all type of, you know, anti-inflammatory drugs, all type of drugs. Right. There's all type of categories of drugs. And then within those categories, there's multiple different brands, types, whatever. And so you your health might be out of control. Right. Your you might have abandoned your health if. Your condition constantly requires you and your doctor to go back and forth with dosage with the brand like this one ain't hitting no more like my because our bodies adapt to everything we put in them. So this could be a, even a vitamin or supplement. Maybe it's not a prescribed medication for you. Maybe it's an over the counter drug. 
you ever like, like for me, like if like every now and then I might get a headache or something like that. And I usually try and deal with it. But let's say it gets too out of control. I have a, I, I have ibuprofen in my home and I can take ibuprofen. Like, and even on the ibuprofen bottle, it says, you know, like a serving size or whatever you want to call it. It's like two, two capsules, two pills, right? But one does it for me. I never, ever, ever take two because that's how seldom I take them. Whereas for some people, they're constantly popping aspirin or ibuprofen or pills. And they're like, I need the, the 500. I need the, the, the prescription grade. I need literally you have to take these drugs so often for your health conditions that the, the smaller or the regular or the standard dosage does nothing for you. Right. It's like taking a sugar pill, a placebo. And so that's one sign that things are out of control for you. Whatever you're doing to medicate, whether it be prescribed or over the counter, the dosage constantly has to increase for it to be effective, right? That is, that's terrible because like your, your gut is being destroyed. Maybe it's um, antibiotics. You constantly have to take antibiotics for infections and things like this. And that's destroying your gut. But more than likely, your dosage has to increase or you need a different type of antibiotic or a different regimen completely, especially if you're eating animal products because you're eating antibiotics. Then you're trying to medicate with antibiotics when you have some type of infection and they're just not effective anymore because your body has built up a tolerance to this drug, to this medication. So sign number two, that things just might be out of control and your health is now a liability because you if you have to constantly search for a new drug to treat yourself as opposed to sit down and doing the work and saying what's the root of my health challenge and what's required for me to be free from this as opposed to what drug what new drug do I need to find what new regimen what new treatment is out there that I can use now to manage my disease because this isn't working anymore those are two very different mindsets right two very different mindsets um, another thing I've heard from clients and students, and this one really breaks my heart, but another sign that you've abandoned your health and it's becoming a liability is you're so now you're becoming more and more physically deconditioned that you have to start adjusting your life, um, to, to match the physical, um, incapabilities that you now have. So just super simple example, right? I have, I've had people say to me, you know, privately, uh, me and my family, we don't travel like anywhere, anywhere where we got to fly because I'm afraid I can't sit in the airplane seats or I don't go to certain venues like maybe concert venues, comedy halls, whatever, because I don't know if it's going to be accommodating enough for my size. Right. Heartbreaking. Right. And so people are you, your health is so out of control. I mean, your weight is so out of control or you're physically deconditioned where maybe you just have you know, radically bad knee problems, back problems, right? Just things where physically you literally base what you do or don't do in life based on your physical capability to do so. This is not something, a handicap you were born with. This is not due to, um, you know, you getting into like a car accident years ago and things like that. I'm talking about, look, your arthritis is unmanaged, your gout is unmanaged, you know, the, the chronic pain you experienced is, is, is just strictly maybe because of the excess weight that your body is trying to carry. Like I'm saying you're physically deconditioned when deconditioned means you're physically unfit to a point 
where you have to alter your life, the things you are, are or, and or aren't willing to do because of the physical limitations you have due to lifestyle disease and lifestyle conditions, right? That is another sign that your health is out of control, right? And your health is a huge liability because that directly speaks to quality of life. Your quality of life is being impaired and so is your family's. Your, your children or your spouse because you're unwilling to fly because you're physically uncomfortable in the airplane seats or physically can't fit in the airplane seats, right? And so now everybody's life in the household is affected by this because you're, you're physically incapable, right? And so that's a big one. I've, I've also had someone say to me before, like, my knee pain is starting to get so bad that I'm about to buy a different car, a vehicle that doesn't sit so low to the ground. You're willing to spend thousands on a new vehicle as opposed to doing the work required to alleviate your knee pain. So you start making financial decisions, like big financial decisions to accommodate your physical limitations. Okay, this is major. This is major. That's a huge sign that your health is now a liability. It's now a financial liability to be this physically deconditioned, right? Um, and so another one, um, kind of similar to that one, the next one that I've heard people say and do is like your health issues. A, a good example is like people with stomach issues like IBS, gut issues like this. Your health issues are also so out of control that you can't go far from home or you can't go far or you can't be gone, you know, over multiple days or whatever, because you constantly have to be near a bathroom. And obviously you would prefer to be near your own. Right. And so because of that, you are, you know, you're limiting the quality, once again, the quality of life you have to live because you can't be away from a bathroom for too long. Right. Because you have these gut issues, you have these stomach issues and it's literally impeding on your quality of life. So everything you do, every time you schedule your day and schedule your life is all determined by your ability to be near a bathroom, get back to a bathroom or whatever is required. Huge, major. That's a huge impediment on your quality of life. Not being able to do the things you want to do, not being able to take an over the road trip because you can't be on a highway three hours away from a bathroom. That's a huge impediment on the quality of your life. Okay, Where you're stuck is not where you stay. It gets worse. It gets worse. Okay, um, Another one. Talking about um, relationships, maybe for if, if you're a gentleman, you have erectile dysfunction, right? Erectile dysfunction is nothing but a clogged artery. It's literally the amount of plaque. It's literally the amount of cholesterol in your blood that's impeding the blood flow in your penis. So let's say you have erectile dysfunction and or you have low libido or no sex drive. Right. And all of this may be coming from your confidence. Maybe you have body dysmorphia. Maybe literally it's just like how you physically see yourself in the mirror and it's starting to, you know, seep into your intimacy in your life. Right. Or it could be like physically, chemically, you're so imbalanced that you're not you don't have a sex drive anymore. Maybe it's coming from the medications you're taking. There's some medications that can literally deplete you of a libido and a sex drive. It could be coming from, you know, just an imbalance and a malnourishment in the body. 
I promise you like that. So the impact that your health can have on your sex life or your, your ability to be intimate with your partner, right, is a sign that your health is out of control because we can't you can't connect with the one person you want to connect with on an intimate level because of your physical insecurities or just your you literally not having the desire. Right. Because that is a chemical imbalance. And so now your love life is impacted by your disobedience. Right. Because, listen, y'all, you cannot deprive the body and the brain of whole whole real plant foods, of adequate amounts of water, of adequate amount of exercise, of adequate amounts of sleep, of proper rest and restoration for extended periods of time and think it's not going to it's not going to be consequential. It's impossible. The more you deprive the body of the raw materials it needs to thrive, the more your ill health and signs of ill health are going to compound. It's, a, it's not even debatable. When you deprive the body of the whole food, plant-based materials that it needs, the fruits, the vegetables, the legumes, the nuts, the seeds, the water, the antioxidants, the fiber, the phytonutrients, when you deprive the body and brain of those things, First thing is going to do is try and make up for what you're not doing by doing things like causing your blood pressure to rise, by causing your cholesterol to rise, by adding weight on you. Like your body's, you know, the presentation and the presence of disease and dysfunction is your body's way of saving your life. Disease is a way that your body saves your life. So instead of you just dropping dead as soon as your blood sugar shoots up, your body just gives you diabetes. Right. So you when you deprive the body of the things that it needs to thrive optimally, it saves you. It makes up for you by giving you disease, dysfunction, inflammation, lethargy. Right. And so your your if your body has to do the work of, you know, keeping you alive by shooting up your blood sugar, or giving you high you know, blood pressure. As a result, you're probably going to be tired all the time. It's going to be lethargy. Right. Because. You know, this is a consequence, but I'm keeping you alive. But that's not what we want. You shouldn't live, you know, on on plan B. Your body shouldn't have to switch to plan B, which is disease and dysfunction, just to keep you alive. But that's what happens when you're not when you're not doing what you're supposed to do. All right. But back to the list. So we talked about it impacting your love life, your sex life. Right. But on that same token, let's say you're single because I've seen and I've heard this as well. Another sign that you've abandoned your health and it's a po- possibly a li- liability is single people who are trying to date or just find a mate, find a partner, find love. You either stop, like stop the pursuit of the, the, the love and joy that you're seeking because of your own personal insecurities or you settle for a partner um, who's less than what you would have settled uh, for but prior Because now, because your confidence is so low and it's so low that it's starting to impede on your self-worth, right? So I've been in suitability interviews with potential students trying to get into farm to table and they're like, I want to find love. Like I want to, I want to choose and I want to be chosen. Okay. I want to choose and I want to be chosen, but I'm, so I, I'm dealing with these health issues. I'm dealing with these insecurities in my body, Right. And so it's impeding on their their ability to date in a healthy manner where you're showing up as your full confidence self. Right. Confidence is so attractive. 
right? But we can't be that attractive and that magnetic to a potential partner um, when we have these chronic health challenges uh, that are just completely taking over our body and our minds. It's impossible to have that magnetism to a potential partner when you are dealing with chronic health challenges that is causing you to be insecure, that is causing you to lack confidence, you know, that is causing you to have to alter your whole life in order to do so. And then the last one, the last one, and this is the one that tugs on my heartstrings the most, okay? I hear this probably almost the most often because um, my audience is made up of like mostly African-American women who are like in a very seasoned time in their life, meaning they're degreed, um, they're well, well respected, maybe in their field or they, they, they're experts in their field. They are accomplished and they're kind of in a season where they want to move into a new career. They're in a season where they're now considering the next season, which may be, you know, pre-retirement, early retirement, pivoting, pivoting into finally doing something that they really want to do or that they love. They finally want to be obedient to what their calling is in life. Um, so this last one is the one that like kills me, right? But the final sign that you may have abandoned your health or it's now a liability more than it is an asset is that you're unable to show up in the world professionally or in your business. One I hear all the time is I have a company. I started a business. It may not be their full time, like their main gig. They maybe have a nine to five or they're still in corporate or something. But they're like, I am not being, you know, the CEO. I'm not being the leader that I need to be in my company and my nonprofit. I have this mission. God put this mission on my heart. God put this purpose on my heart. You know, I have, you know, I feel like I'm called to serve young people. I feel like I'm called to serve battered women. I feel like I'm called to serve uh, body insecure women. And they're like, but I can't seem to serve at the level that I'm supposed to serve at because my health is not where it's supposed to be. So I feel misaligned. I feel incongruent. I feel like a fraud. I feel because I'm teaching somebody else how to be healthy, how to be whole, whether it be mentally, physically, or emotionally. But I feel so um, out of alignment personally that I can't show up for them the way I said I want to. That's the one. That's the one for me. That's the one for me because it's, it's, it's impacting you, of course. That's sad in and of itself. But now the rest of us are like being impacted as well, almost being punished, right? Because your health is so compromised. And when I say health, it might be physically, mentally, emotionally compromised that you're now disobedient. You're now not doing what you were meant to do because your health is so compromised. You can't show up in your career. You can't show up in your business. You can't show up in your calling. And so it gets abandoned. It gets it continues to get put on the back burner. Um, You continue to put it off, maybe make excuses. Right. And the fact of the matter is. You know, you have uh, your intelligence. Remember I said most of my audience, they're really, really smart, just outsmart themselves, honestly. And so what happens is they're intelligent enough to be self-aware, right? So they're fully aware and fully capable of articulating what's happening. However, they, they aren't capable Uh, They don't have the level of emotional intelligence. They don't have the know-how. They don't have the expertise or the intellect to get themselves out of that place. And so they need help. 
right? And so this may be you. You know, you're in a place where you know things are out of control. You have an uncontrolled health challenge, an uncontrolled disease, and it's chronic, chronic being three months or longer. So you have an uncontrolled chronic health challenge, and you're fully aware of what's going on, what's wrong, maybe where you're lacking, what area of health you're lacking in. But just because you know, that's just self-awareness. And do you get credit for being self-aware? 100% because a lot of people aren't. But self-awareness is not enough to move the needle. So you're self-aware, but you can maybe never lose more than, you know, five to 10 to 15 pounds. You're self-aware, but you can only do enough for you and your doctor to reduce your medication, but never get off of it. Like you're self-aware, right? And you, so you can only, you can do enough to maybe reduce the amount of junk you're eating, but you don't have the discipline, the willpower, or the know-how to completely disconnect from the addiction, right? You have to keep something, right? And so that level of self-awareness is so dangerous. It's so dangerous because when you know enough to get some results, a lot of times you can't see the gap. You can't see your blind spots to see that you'll never be able to take yourself all the way because you are able to do some, right? You are able, like, if I can lose 15, I should be able to lose 50, right? If I can reduce my blood pressure or my blood sugar, my A1C by a couple of points, I should be able to, like, I shouldn't need help with this. But your, since your health is a liability, it's, it's uncontrolled. Just because you have some seasons where it's a little better, where you feel a little better, doesn't mean that you have the capability to do what's required to take it all the way. So what is required to take it all the way? High touch points, that's accountability. And you ain't sweet enough to be your own accountability partner. Can, you, can we say that together? Can we just honor that? Can we just pause for that right now? You ain't sweet enough to be your own accountability partner. I get it. You said, you know, you was going to set some rules. And, you know, I, I get it that you was going to put some boundaries in place about what you can have and when you can and what time. I get it. You, you not, you, but let's just all honor and admit to yourself out loud right now that you're not strong enough to be your accountability partner. You're not. You're not. It's going to take a whole nother human with a whole nother name, address, and zip code, okay, to be account for you to be accountable to, all right? Um, what else is required? Uh, community, okay? So one of the ways that a, one, a person changes, and it's um, a lifelong change, it's a long-term change, is they have to change their ecosystem. They have to change their environment, right? It's very, very, very difficult to stay the same when you get in a new environment. Because we are a summation of the top five people we spend our time around. And so if you want to shift and change and have a different mindset, have a different amount of vigor and enthusiasm about getting done what needs to be done, you have to be in a different ecosystem to do it. You have to. Okay? And so that community, that ecosystem, and then you need a proven process to follow. Right. It's too, too often are we falling for these quick fixes, these you no know, headline breaking news tries like we're we're like everything you're trying is like an impulse. 
right? Like, oh, that sounds good. Oh, let me try that. Okay, let me check out this keto thing. Okay, let me try this. Let me, like, everything is an impulse, right? Oh, I heard about this superfood. Okay, let me try this crazy workout regimen. Okay, let me try this. Like, everything is an impulse. You haven't literally sat down and done research about this strategy. You haven't gotten data to prove it's worked for someone else. You haven't, you know, checked out the logistics and the parameters of it to see if it fits for you and your lifestyle. Like there's so many things. You're just doing things on impulse, just literally throwing stuff at the wall to see what sticks. And so you're not enrolled in a proven process. You're not enrolled into a proven form. You haven't subscribed to a proven formula you know, with, with data and coach and being led by someone. Because when, it, when you get to this point in your health, if, if I haven't made it clear before now, when you get to this point in your health where it's uncontrolled, where it's now a liability, and you're seeing and feeling and experiencing some of the things I named earlier, this is not a DIY situation. This is not a situation where you can do it yourself. Because if you could have, it wouldn't be uncontrolled. It wouldn't even exist. We would have have alleviated it, eradicated it, healed it a long time ago. You've exhausted all of your intelligence, which is a good thing, because if you've exhausted all of your intelligence, that that's a sign to me that you've done all that you can do. And so I'm happy to take the baton from you. But when if you are experiencing an uncontrolled chronic health challenge, You are the word uncontrolled should be the signal to you that I can't DIY this thing. I can't do it myself. I cannot DIY it. Clearly, I'm not qualified. I'm not qualified to be my own accountability partner. You got to say, hey, I'm not qualified to be my own nutritionist. Hey, I'm not qualified to be my own um, personal trainer. I'm not qualified. It's okay. Just like it all starts with an admission. Just admit that you've tried to wear all those hats for yourself. And it ain't worked out to this point. And now this situation is uncontrolled. It's impeding on your quality of life. It's impeding on how you experience life. And it's impeding on how you show up in relationships, in business. It's impeding on everything. And so now it's a liability. So it's not supporting all those things. It's not enhancing all those things. It's the exact opposite. Because my fitness level, like when I, when, when, when I travel with my friends or by myself, you know, the things that we want to do typically, like on vacation, for example, are active. They're fun. They're, but you know, you got to be physically fit. Like y'all want to go climb these 150 stairs to see this view overlooking the city. You want to check out this mountain. You know, you want to zip line. You know, you want to sit in the airplane seat for eight to 10 hours to get somewhere on the other side of the world. Like that requires a level of physical fitness in order to do that. And so my ability to do it and my enthusiasm to do it is an indication that my health is an asset and not a liability, right? Same thing with relationships in my work. Lisa, can you come, you know, and fly out here and speak to our audience, speak to our audience of hundreds of people on this stage? Oh, yes. First thing that comes to my mind is the little black number I want to wear. My health is not impeding what opportunities I take. My health is not impeding on the opportunities I go after, That means my health is an asset. Like I'm excited and so proud to tell my story about losing 65 pounds and still keeping it off years later. And I can't wait for them to see proof and evidence of it. Right. So my health is an asset in my relationships, how I'm showing up. Right. My presence. Right. With with my partner, with my friends, with other people. Is your health an asset or a liability? 
And so I want you to think about it. I want you to think about all the ways in which you may be holding back in life. I want you to think about all the ways in which you may be um, resisting. And then think about what aspects of your physical, mental, or emotional health are playing a part in that. And then I want you to admit that you are not qualified to be the accountability partner, to be the nutritionist, to be the fitness trainer. You are not qualified. It's okay. You were qualified, you know, maybe 10 pounds ago. You're not qualified for these next 40, though. So it's okay, right? It's okay. You've just exhausted your own intelligence, and now something different needs to happen. A shift needs to happen in order for you to get a different result, a lasting result that switches your health back to an asset from a liability so that you have longevity, you are increasing your life expectancy, you're enhancing other people's lives because you are so healthy. So now you can be radically obedient and do what you're called to do in the world, right? That's one sign that your health is an asset. Matter of fact, I think I'm going to do a video on that. One sign that your health is an asset. And one of those is you literally enhance other people's lives easily, with your obedience, because your obedience always comes naturally and easily and flows. Obedience, there's not, there's resistance in obedience, but there's not resistance in obedience. Like once you, you know, own up and, and commit to being obedient, right, you enhance other people's lives and it's the reverberate, it's the reciprocity in that enhancement that keeps you obedient, right? And so if you're doing that, more than likely your health is an asset. Okay, so that's all I got for y'all tonight. Listen, shoot me a DM and let me know what resonated with you or drop it right below. Let me know what resonated with you tonight um, on this lesson, because I want sometimes we don't even know, like we're not even aware, aware enough to know that our health has become a huge liability in our life and our quality of life, how we're experiencing life, our confidence and our contribution to society has been severely impacted. Um, by these things. All right. So drop a comment or um, shoot me a DM and let me know what part of this resonated the, the most for you um, and what you feel like needs to change in order for you to get to that next level. All right. Until next time, y'all. Ciao.